welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. I was recently asked uh, by a bunch of pastors on a Zoom interview, they were saying, what has changed in your world since COVID? And uh, there were so many things. They said, no, in your leadership, what's changed and in your ministry? And uh, I remember thinking like, my frustration level has gone up because of not being in charge. I was thinking I have a love-hate relationship with Zoom like many of you do. Um, I just, that, you know, I just thought, oh. And then I, it hit me. I just realized, like, what's changed is I'm starting to realize I'm, I'm not in control. My plans aren't happening. And I think I had a little bit of arrogance, if you will, of, of course, our plans are going to come to pass. Our, our plans, we made plans, and they're going to work out. And I, I was reminded right then about going to many third world countries. And if you've not been on a global team, you need to go on one as soon as you can. We, we go to these third world countries and I talk with these pastors. We're like, hey, here's what we're gonna do and here's our strategy. And this is what we're gonna do. We're this outreach and everything. And they'll many times just so calmly go, Lord willing. And I'm like, of course he's willing. Of course. I mean, we got a plan. We've got a strategy. I mean, we're Americans. We've got the money. If we don't have the money, we'll raise the money. It's really, I, I love the way you're so simple on that. Lord willing. I, I, I'm just being transparent. I'm kind of like, I get it. Don't you understand? We're making plans. We're going to do this. And it just is sticking with me now that they're right. I've been wrong. It's really Lord willing. It's Lord willing. That's the way we should be living because we make plans and then they fall apart and we're frustrated by that. And we really have something in the Bible that will help us in in James chapter four. And before I get there, I've just got a a Lord willing here, right here. Um, This is our... 25th anniversary card that we sent out to everybody. We're like, 25th anniversary as a church. It's going to be the biggest blowout party. We're going to rent the Minneapolis Convention Center. We're going to have 18,000 people there. It's, it's going to be amazing. We're going to fly missionaries back. It's, put it, circle the dates. How many, how many were like, save the date, save the, we should save the date, Lord willing. But we had this, and we're going to do some celebration, but it's not going to be at the Minneapolis Convention Center. And I, I almost said, it's going to be at your campus. We're all gonna... And then I thought, it might not be at your campus. It might be all video. I don't know. Lord willing, we are going to celebrate somehow. I don't know. But this is my reminder of Lord willing and the way that I've lived my life. Like, here's my plans, Lord. Uh, please make them come to pass. He is not my personal assistant. He is my Lord and Savior. He's God, and his ways are higher than mine, and our plans are falling apart, and I'm probably going to frame this and remember, Lord willing. Let me read James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. It says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. We'll spend a year there. We will carry on business, and we will make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. 
As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin for them. I want to jump into this text today and, and let you know that James was talking to people that were ancient merchants that would say, we are going to go there. We will do this. We will make money. We will do business. We, 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 all the way home. I mean, they were like, we've got it all figured out. And he said, no, you don't. Pay attention, you guys. You're living rather arrogant. I mean, we live that same way today. We're like, well, this is the college I'm gonna go to. There's probably people watching right now that are in high school. When I graduate, we're gonna do this for my open house. We're gonna do that. And then I'm going to this college and this. And maybe, maybe not. You say, this is my career. This is the money I'm gonna make. This is how much I'm gonna have retirement. Spreadsheets all laid out. This is my five-year plan. I just wanna show you this. This is my calendar um, for 2020. And uh, I color code everything. And um, I had down here, oh yeah, this is my 15 days to flatten the curve. This is uh, eight weeks. We're continuing on. We're just, we're, we're on. Um, I think it's kind of funny. I was supposed to go to Italy on a cruise with Becca in July. That's not gonna happen. And uh, then I realized I'm supposed to go to Hong Kong and do a pastor's conference in Hong Kong and China. Probably not gonna happen. And then I realized that we were gonna do a family vacation in New York. Apparently, I had a COVID year planned. Okay, I, I, you know, but it, it, it is, I, I, my new plan, this is my new calendar right now, ready? Right here, DV, Deo Valente, Latin for Lord willing. That's it, just, just fill it in. I just have whited out everything. This is the way we live, we just present, and again, I, I had the Lord's interest in mind. Like, I wasn't just like, this is what I'm gonna do. But, but how planned out are you? I mean, I planned out my vacation. I had the all staffs on there. I had Easter. I had a conference. I had Sparkle. I, everything was on there, color-coded, ready to go. And I think about that. We ought to be saying, Lord willing, Deo Valente. That's how they used to sign off letters, Lord willing. That's how they're living in the other countries, Lord willing. And our plans, we are not in charge. Proverbs 27.1 says, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what the day may bring. James is saying, you don't know the future. You don't know the future. And we should thank God we don't know the future. Look at how we're acting right now with, with COVID in the world. We're like, shut this down, close it down. And we're trying to control the variables. If the Lord showed us the future that was ahead of us, I don't think we'd leave the house. Many of us wouldn't leave that. We'd just be like, I can't handle that. Even if they were great plans, we're like, no, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. You understand, James is saying, you don't know the future and you presume upon the future. You, you don't know. And he's also saying this, you're not that much either. You're not, you don't know and you're not that much. I have this here. He says, you are a mist. That's it. That's, so you're trying to figure it all out. You're trying to say, God, Here's, here's my plans and here's what I've got. He's like, that's what I think of your plan. You're gone and I'm still here is what God's saying. You're nothing but a mist. You're nothing but a vapor. I mean, and we live like we're gonna live forever. We live like we can control all the variables. And I'm just realizing I don't control the variables. I, I need to learn how to say, God, what's your plan? And can I be flexible enough to live in your plan? We act like we're never gonna die. I think about Prince in 2016, 57 years old didn't have a will. Matter of fact, 60% of Americans don't have a will. Like, it's certain. They say, what, death and taxes. And we just think we're gonna control it. Here's my plan. Here's what I'm gonna do. We will, we will, we will. Pastor Tony Evans said this. 
He said, the hospital emergency room is full of people who had plans for tomorrow. And he said, so is the cemetery. And then you might say, is anything safe? Well, living isn't safe. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It isn't safe, but we need to be flexible. The Lord's saying, this is what, you're, you're just, that's it. You're a mist, you're here. But he's like, can you live your life for my glory? It isn't safe, but it can be spent. Can it be lived for God's glory? Can you make a difference with the days that he gives you? Can you live life to the fullest? And that's, James is saying, you know what? You don't control it. And I'm, as a person that lives well planned out, I'm starting to realize I've moved from certain to probable to probably not to, who knows? And, and I, I think this is funny. Dan Patrick from ESPN said this. He said, he was talking about an athlete and he said, he's listed as day to day. And then he said, but aren't we all? I really think that's the way we're living. We're listed as day-to-day. We're, I just don't know what today holds, what tomorrow. He says, you're a vapor, you're a mist. You're not that much. You don't know the future. He's also telling us really that Deo Valente is the way to live. Like, Lord willing, that's, let's, let's make big plans. Let's go for it. And I want to let you know it's not fatalistic. It's not like, Lord willing, I don't have a clue. I don't know if he's going to let us do anything. Why try? That's fatalistic. This text is not saying be fatalistic, like we don't control anything anyways. It's have a humility to adapt to whatever is coming your way. Have a humility to realize I'm not in charge. I was making plans. I mean, I believe this, that we're supposed to make plans, but we're not supposed to presume on them. We, we, we're supposed to go ahead and invest and work and do those things that are right, but we've also gotta know that we don't control the outcome and that God has maybe something different for us. And we cannot presume upon, well, God, we're Americans. Well, God, we're Christians. Well, God, we've told you what we wanna do. I'll never forget, I had an illustration or a lesson in presuming. My grandpa Keen was so generous. I mean, I remember as a as grandkid, man, he would buy us candy, he would buy us stuff, he would pay for things. And I remember we got a little older and we went out to eat with him. And you know, he always paid, always. That was like the deal, right? And I remember one time we're like appetizers, entrees, salads, dessert, specialty. We, we, we're running up the tab and all of a sudden he goes, you know what? I think it'd be awesome for you guys to take care of grandpa tonight. Why don't you guys pay? And I remember like, oh, oh, no, no, no. And I think he was just teaching us, don't presume. Don't presume. Be grateful. Be humble. You had a little arrogance in the way you ordered. And I think there's arrogance in the way we live our life. So we're not gonna be fatalistic and we're not gonna presume, but here's the thing. If you have a promise of God, you can bank on the promise. If you have a promise from God, you can make plans accordingly. You can, you can bank on it. But if you're making plans for God, you need to be ready to pivot. That's what James is saying. How many know that's a new word? We're gonna pivot, we're gonna pivot, pivot, pivot. We're gonna change. If you're making plans, be ready to pivot. But if you have a promise, man, the promise of sowing and reaping, you could still plant seeds because there's a promise of sowing and reaping. There are promises in God's word. He will never leave you or forsake you. You can bank on that. That's a promise. But there are plans that we have in our heart and all of a sudden we make them and they don't come to pass the exact way we thought. Let's be ready to pivot. Let's be ready to submit. Let's be ready to go and do something different than what we planned all along. 
Moving on in, in verse 17, James is reminding us to maximize our present day. He says, if anyone knows the good they ought to do and they don't do it, it's sin for them. Pretty strong words. Like he's like, your life's a vapor, it's a mist, you're really not in charge, you know, stop presuming. And also he says, now do the good things. Do the good things. And I want to point this out. For some of you, this may be new. There are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. There are sins of commission, things that you do, did, done. You know what I'm saying? You, you maybe stole something. You maybe lied. You maybe hated somebody. You understand. Those are sins that you did. But there are things here that are sins of omission, good things that you failed to do. And James is saying, your life is vapor. You're not in charge. And while you have this day right in front of you, do the good that God has put into your pathway. Go ahead and do those things. Uh, John Stuart Mill, I believe he's attributed this quote, the only thing necessary to, for the triumph of evil is for the good men to do nothing. It's like just sitting back. See, there's a from in following Jesus. I'm not doing those things. I'm stepping away from those things. But there's a to in following Jesus. There's the good that we're supposed to do. Christians aren't supposed to just walk around saying, I'm not gonna do that, not gonna do that. I'm definitely not gonna do that one. Not gonna do that. It's, that's part of, I'm not gonna do that, but I will do this. These are the good things that I'm supposed to do. And the Holy Spirit prompts you to do those things, and then you don't do them, and those are sins of omission. And I think for a lot of people, that's a, a, a bigger issue. We have plenty of sins of commission, things that we do, did, done, you know what I'm saying? But there's sins of omission that God's like, do the good. Step out. Some of you have been holding off on water baptism. You're like, I can't do it. I just had this thought of like, uh, water baptisms for 10. Uh, baptism for 10, yeah, I, I don't know. And you live stream it. I once did a water baptism for a young lady in our church that got saved and her family was back in France and we live streamed it right from the hot tub in the driveway back to her family and her friends so they could see it. Man, some of you are saying, I, I, I'll do the good later. God's like, do that good now. Why are you waiting? Do the good. Some of you say, well, I'll go on a global team a couple years from now, you know. Why have you been waiting? Why, if you know that you're supposed to do it, why'd you wait? As soon as we get open again to do that, let's jump back. Somebody say, well, I'll give when I hit it big. Why are you staying away from the good you could do now, waiting for some great that you may do later on? Remember, you may not get there. So God's saying, do it today. Life's a vapor. Do the good today and live Deo valente. Man, Lord willing, so I'm gonna do the good I can do right now today. In this whole time of the calendar, one of the things I had was even sermon series. I wanted to preach follow the prompt, and I wanted to talk about hearing the voice of God, and maybe we'll get there as we move forward. As the Holy Spirit speaks to you, as you feel that prompt to do good, do the good. Don't say, I should have done that, I didn't do it, I listened. There's a from and a to, and James is telling us, man, it's, it's over so quick. You're not in charge. But what you've got right now is this day. Make the most of it. Use that gift. Use what you have to do something for the glory of God. Man, get baptized. Go on the global team. Give. Share your faith. Some of you know that you should be sharing. Go and follow that prompt. Life is a vapor, and I'm just asking you to do good today. That's what James is saying. Live Deo valente, and say, Lord willing, Lord willing. For those of you that are planners, keep planning. 
but be ready to pivot. Be ready to move and say, changing, Lord, redirect, redirect. And when God redirects, I'm gonna tell you this, it'll be the best time of your life because what he does in you is so significant. Let God pivot you, let God redirect you because your plans will fall apart many times, but if you're following him, man, you're on the most amazing journey. I really believe that was for so many of the believers in our church that you needed to hear that. You needed to hear that. And we'll celebrate our 25th. We'll do other things. You still plan, but we've got to pivot more and we've got to be more humble and saying, Lord willing, Lord willing. But for those that have never said yes to Jesus, there's a question that people often have, like, can I become a Christian? Would Jesus want somebody like me? Is he willing to forgive me for all the things that I've done wrong? And I want to tell you this, he's willing. He's willing. The Bible says he's not willing that any would perish. The Bible tells us that if you call upon his name, you will be saved. That he's willing. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's trying to say, will you say yes? And he's willing. And I'll have it, I don't know if he's willing. No, he is willing. Your life is over. Boom, it's over. Right now, the Bible says today, today is the opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. And if that's you, he's willing. This is your moment for you to say yes before your life is over. This is the opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. And if you say, yes, Jesus, I want you to forgive me of my sins. I wanna pray this prayer. And I wanna ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And he will do that. If it's you right now in your home or in the office, maybe you're watching in a park and you're just watching on an iPad or something like that or on your phone somewhere around the world. This is your opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. And I would love to lead you in a prayer. And I'd love for you to follow after me and even pray out loud. Even pray out loud where you're at, in that room, in that office, in that park, wherever you're at, watching this right now and being able to say yes to Jesus. If you're saying, Pastor Rob, I'm in. I understand Jesus is willing to forgive me. I want to ask him to forgive me. Would you pray this prayer with me right now? Pray this. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I ask you to forgive me. I receive that forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so that I could be forgiven. And right now, today, I pledge to live for you for the rest of my life. Give me the strength to do that. In Jesus' name, I pray. Lord, I thank you for those people that made that prayer. And Lord, I just thank you for the people that prayed that. And I just pray they'd realize it was real and their life has been changed forever. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to do something. I want you to text the word, now what, to 94,000. Now what, to 94. We want to celebrate. I'm just overjoyed. We're getting reports of people saying yes, saying, I did it. I made that decision for Jesus. So if you could let us know, maybe send us an email at info at rivervalley.org and text now what to 94,000. We would love to say congratulations and help you walk in this new walk with Jesus. Your life will be over before you know it. And there's a from and a to. There's a, man, we're so glad that you said yes to Jesus. Now for all of us, we're getting ready to worship. And I just pray we'll go into worship with just that, Lord, I will make the most of this day. I will praise you. I'll worship you. I will make the most of this and I will live Deo Valente, 
Lord willing.